Welcome back to Return to Truth Podcast. I'm your host, Clint Curry. If this is your first time here with me, then thank you very much for joining me. If you've been here before, I appreciate your continued loyalty to the truth, this podcast, and for coming back for more. If you haven't yet listened to our previous podcast episode, or season for that matter, then please make sure you go back and give it a listen. As always, before we begin any episode, we need to ask God to guide us into a better understanding of His Word. So, with all of that said, let's start off with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we again call out to Your name. We ask, Father, that You will help us to see things which are keeping us from drawing closer to You. Help us to take a stand in our lives against the things that are coming between us. We ask that you will open our hearts, our minds, so that we can tune our ears to what you are wanting us to hear in your word. And I ask all these things in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. The title of today's episode is Dare to Be a Daniel. A while back, I was listening to a sermon, and as I was studying the scriptures, I came to the realization that all scriptures, in some way or another, can be used in a metaphorical way, if you are only willing to see it. You see, God speaks to us through His Word, and we speak to God in prayer. This time, something in particular stuck out to me, more than it did before. To start, we have all heard about the Daniel diet. Well, I assume we have. If not, The Daniel Diet, also known as the Daniel Fast, is a 21-day partial fast based on a true story in the biblical book of Daniel. Many people around the world say this diet helps them more with weight loss and promotes energy and leaves them feeling great. In this true story, we see that Daniel is an Old Testament prophet who is placed under the king Nebuchadnezzar's rule at a young age in his life. Committed and dedicated to his firm belief in God, so much so that Daniel rejects the rich, indulgent foods offered by the king himself, such as meats, dairies, wine, and other delicacies. Instead, Daniel and his friends choose to consume foods they believe God intends for consumption for 10 days. Daniel deprived himself because of the love and respect he had for God. Neither did Daniel and his friends stand down because of the situation they were in. They stood their ground. Their faithfulness to God earned them what nobody else in the nation had. To these four men, God gave vast amounts of knowledge and understanding because they stood their ground in the Lord and refused to defile themselves. God endowed them with an exceptional gift of enlightenment that singled them out for promotion. At the end of time set by the king to bring them in, the chief official presented them to Nebuchadnezzar. The king talked with them and found none equal to Daniel or his friends, so they entered into the king's service. That's verses 18 and 19. Now, I know you just can't wait to start this diet, right? The diet includes fruits, vegetables, pulses, which is beans, whole grains, and water. In particular, the diet is heavily based on pulses, which are used as a primary source of protein. 
At the end of the 10 days, Daniel and his friends are stronger and healthier, both mentally and physically, than anyone else around them. Thus, the diet is encouraged for others. In the book of Daniel, chapter 1, verses 12 through 16, we see there are five verses that describe the diet. Verse 12, Prove thy servants, I beseech thee, ten days, and let them give us vegetables to eat and water to drink. Verse 13, Then let our countenances be looked upon before thee, and the countenance of the children that eat of the portion of the king's meat. And as thou seest, deal with thy servants. Verse 14, So he consented to them in this matter, and proved them ten days. Verse 15, And at the end of the ten days, their countenances appeared fairer and fatter in flesh than all the children which did eat the portion of the king's meat. Verse 16, Thus Melzar took away the portion of their meat and the wine that they should drink, and gave them all vegetables. Well, I'm not going to lie about this. It is true. Those who continue to eat a plant-based diet will actually live longer than those that don't. But that's not really the point here. That's not what I'm trying to make. As I continue to read, a verse stuck out to me more than it did before. And that's Daniel chapter 1, verses 8. It says, But Daniel proposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. So why did this stand out to me? Well, after making a decision to give up meat some time ago, I could sympathize with what Daniel was saying. We are to recognize that we are the temple of God and give glory to Him by maintaining the temple in good condition, even if that means abstaining from things that could be harmful to our body. Looking into this, we see that we are a vessel, a holding place for God Himself. Did you not know that God is in you? In 2 Corinthians chapter 13, 5, the Apostle Paul asked the Corinthian believers a direct question. He says here, Or do you not realize about yourself that Jesus Christ is in you? In writing that Jesus Christ is in you, Paul wasn't just speaking in a poetically or metaphorically way. He meant that literally Jesus Christ was dwelling right within them. Just like the Corinthians back then, we believers today need to come to the realization of this fact about ourselves. Christ isn't just outside of us or some kind of genie in our time of despair and need. He actually lives and dwells within us and is with us all the time. Many verses in the Bible tell us that Jesus Christ lives within his believers. So digging deeper into this verse, we also see that Daniel proposed in his heart which means he put forward an idea or plan for consideration. With that said, we should do everything within our power to keep ourselves in the best condition, the best state of mind, the best of health, even if that means abstaining from certain things we consume. But as I said before, that's not exactly the point that I'm trying to make here. Yes, it encompasses that aspect of it for sure. But what I saw in this verse was something different this time around. What if there was something more to it than that? Something deeper that God is wanting us to see within this? 
Maybe something more than just what we put into our bodies, perhaps. To be honest, this really extends out much farther than just a diet. It actually touches every area of our lives. It goes much deeper than that. So what about abstaining from things that can harm more than our bodies? What about our souls? What about our salvation? Our walk with Christ? Well, Mark chapter 7, verses 20 through 23 reads this, And Jesus said, What comes out of a man, that defiles a man. For from within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murderers, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lewdness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and defile a man. So Jesus really sums it up perfectly for us. All of it listed in red for us to read in this very verse. It's clear as day and plain as can be. He even lists a lot of them out there for us. All of these things come from within us, within your heart, within you. What we really need to abstain from here is sin. Sin is what defiles us. Sin is what destroys us. Sin is what separates us from God. This is true defilement, and this is where it begins. So what is defilement? Defilement is an act that dishonors or desecrates. To defile something, it's an act of great disrespect towards God or others. Sin can defile a person. It can take down a community or even an entire nation. We've seen it in our own lives, and we see it in others. And we certainly see it in the Bible. So take a look for a moment at David in the Bible. He did exactly what the Lord commanded him not to. And in return, a plague fell on his people, and 70,000 people died. 2 Samuel 24.10 says this, And David's heart condemned him after he had numbered the people. So David said to the Lord, I have sinned greatly in what I have done. But now I pray, O Lord, take away thy iniquity of your servant, for I have done very foolishly. Well, what about Samson? He too did exactly what the Lord commanded him not to, in many different ways, and in return, it cost him his life. Judges chapter 16 verses 29 through 30 says, And Samson took hold of the two middle pillars which supported the temple, and he braced himself against them, one on his right and the other on his left. Then Samson said, Let me die with the Philistines. And he pushed with all his might, and the temple fell on the Lord's and all the people who were in it. So the dead that he killed at his death were more than he had killed in his life. So with all of that said, we see that a key part to this is making up your mind ahead of time. It is a crucial part in obedience. Otherwise, it's easier to cave into the pressures and circumstances of everyday life. Daniel had committed himself beforehand to say no to sin and say yes to God and his word. He was already ready. He was prepared to do what is right. If there was ever a time in history of this world when God was searching for men and women to stand up for His truths and be empowered by the grace of God, it is today. Just look around you. 
We are being tempted from every side. There is defilement just waiting for us. Daniel, one of many people in the Bible whose life stood tall for his God. We see it repeated again and again within his life, especially in Daniel chapter 6. You see, there was a plot against Daniel to take him down. It says here in Daniel chapter 6, verse 7, All of the governors of the kingdom, the administrators and satraps, the counselors and advisors, have consulted together to establish a royal statue and to make a firm decree that whoever petitions any god or man for thirty days except you, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions. Well, what happens? Let's read further. Daniel chapter 6, verses 10 through 11 says, Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went home. And in his upper room, with his windows open towards Jerusalem, he knelt down on his knees three times that day, and prayed and gave thanks before his God, as was his custom since early days. Then these men assembled and found Daniel praying and making supplication before his God. We see, even in the face of death, Daniel did not defile God's holy name. He continued forward, openly, with what he knew he had to do. He didn't let the weight of others and the cares of this life snag hold of him and blaspheme God. So what was the outcome of Daniel? Well, it says here, My God sent his angel and shut the lion's mouths, so that they have not hurt me because I was found innocent before him. And also, O king, I have done no wrong before you. Now the king was exceedingly glad for him and commanded that they should take Daniel up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den and no injury whatever was found on him because he believed in his God. That was Daniel 6, 22 through 23. Looking back at this, this character found within Daniel it can represent a new type, a new breed of Christian men and women that God can and will raise up in this defiled generation. Those who will not compromise, those who will stand for Him in this secular, increasingly godless world. Defilement is not an option. The stories of Daniel can give us hope, a reason to stand, a reason to look forward. Psalms chapter 119 verse 11 says this, Your word I have hidden in my heart, that I might not sin against you. Nobody in this life will walk with God and have nothing at all to show for it. If you deprive yourself, if you abstain from any unhealthy enjoyment, from any type of sin, He will reward you in return. People may think you are not being sensible by refusing that royal offer whatever it is. But don't worry. Stand your ground and see God's blessings for you. You know, there's a song that I'm sure you all know. It's called Dare to Be a Daniel. The words in this sum up this entire point. In 1876, a Chicago Sunday school teacher named Philip Paul Bliss wrote this song to help teach his students the book of Daniel. And that's really what we all are in the eyes of Christ. We are students. We are still learning. So the song goes like this. Standing by a purpose true, heeding God's command. Honor them, the faithful, the few. All hell to Daniel's band. Many mighty men are lost, daring not to stand. 
who for God had been a host by joining Daniel's band. Many giants, great and tall, stalking through the land, headlong to the earth would fall if met by Daniel's band. Hold the gospel banner high onto victory grant. Satan and his host defy and shout for Daniel's band. Dare to be a Daniel. Dare to stand alone. Dare to have a purpose firm. Dare to make it known. So what is the point to all of this? Well, it's simply this. Are you making some unwise choices in your life? Are you battling with temptations and struggling to hold on? Alcohol, drugs, pornography, or maybe something else. Whatever your meat is, maybe the next time you find yourself face-to-face with the opposition, pray without ceasing and say to yourself, I will not defile myself with the king's meat. The royal sin of this world will not enter my life. And I guarantee you, you will see results that Daniel and the servants saw in your own daily conflicts. You can be a Daniel. You can stand up. You can fight back. Because if you don't, the lions are waiting. And let me tell you something. They're pretty hungry. So in closing, James chapter 1, verses 12. Blessed is the man who endures temptation. For what he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Remember this verse and take it with you because you will want that crown of life. It's waiting for you. Just stand firm, stand up in Christ. And when you do, you will see that defilement fade away into entitlement. That's all for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. We have so much more coming your way. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram. Just search the name at return underscore two underscore truth. Again, that's at return underscore two underscore truth and look for the logo. So feel free to drop us a Bible question and we will answer it here on the show. You can also leave a comment or even request a shout out. You can find Return to Truth on many different podcast apps. Just search Return to Truth and look for the logo. Make sure to follow this podcast channel on any of those apps or websites to stay up to date. Don't forget to then comment and rate because I want to hear from you. And please share this podcast as much as you can. Get it out there. We want the word to go worldwide. New episodes dropping every single Monday. So remember, stay tuned for our next episode as we return to truth.